What's happening, weirdos? Welcome to We Made It Weird. This is a great one. I love this one. We weren't here last week. Got a little week week uh, break just because we couldn't do it. Yep. And I'm so glad we did. I was excited and it did not disappoint. As I always say, I feel so much better after these chats than I did going into it. It's so fun connecting with you. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, my special, my Netflix special is coming out. My God, like Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? The 24th. The 24th. On Netflix.com. Please, please, please watch it. Then leave it on loop <laughs> on your TV when you're at work. Uh, it's called I Am Not For Everybody. I also have some tour dates on PeteHolmes.com. I'll be in Bloomington, Chicago, Washington, D.C. As I've been saying, this is a new hour. So if you just saw me in any of those cities, this will be a different hour than you saw. And I'm really excited about this hour. And as you know, we only do ads for things that we actually use and actually love. And that is the mid-roll. So try a Pete's pick. Support the show. Support your life, Katie. Roll it. <laughs> this episode is brought to us by our friends at Brain FM. I was just using Brain FM. This is a new Pete's pick. It's a part of my daily creative routine for years, and I'm so happy to be partnering with them. What is it? It's specially curated music that helps you drop into your focus into your relaxation for me i use it to get into that flow state every morning i sit down at my computer throw on these very headphones hit focus hit creative flow lo-fi is my favorite genre and boom it drops me into the pocket ready to work create and focus without it i find it so much harder to complete tasks i procrastinate uh, i can't meet deadlines even my own deadlines but with brain fm i'm signaling to, to my brain literally that it's time to get things done and it works what is it? On the surface, it seems just like an app that gives you the perfect rap background music for creative work, study, reading, meditation, relaxation, and sleep. And that is true. It is incredible music to work or read or meditate to, but under the surface, it's so much more than that. Brain FM's composers work hard to create amazing sounding music that doesn't distract and uses their patented audio technology to boost your mental states on demand. Brain FM scientists and composers add patterns to their music that change the patterns in your brain, creating increased blood flow and electrical activity in the brain and increasing focus in as little as five minutes. Regular music is, of course, designed to distract you, so you're constantly having to stop, skip songs, change songs, pulling you out of that flow. Now with Brain FM, you don't have to think about it at all. You can stop the skipping. Brain FM has a wide variety of sounds and genres, from nature soundscapes to lo-fi electronic music that get you in that zone almost immediately without having to pick the perfect playlist. And it's science-backed. Brain FM actually has the scientific research to back up their claims through close collaboration with neuroscientists and a wide array of field experiments and testing. And it's not made by computers. It's made by actual human multi-instrumentalist composers. So get in that flow, get the perfect work music, get those patterns into your brain to increase that flow and creativity and that focus or that relaxation or that meditation. Go to brain.fm slash weird and you will get 30% off your first year of Brain FM and start getting more done with less effort and unlock your best self on demand. Experience the difference that the right music can make in your life. Brain.fm slash weird for 30% off your first year. All right, everybody, let's get into it. I love this one. Let's get into it. Okay, get into it. <laughs> okay. Lose the toot. <laughs> Val is eating apples. Um, she's she's doing whole 30. So she's got a little sad, <laughs> just the saddest little plate of kind of browning apples. Those apples have... Well, been out for a minute. It's taken me this long to get through. Yeah, you, oh, really? <laughs> and just a little ramekin. That's a fun word, isn't it? Ramekin. Ramekin. And uh, in Hinduism, it's ramekin. <laughs> okay. And it's a high holiday. <laughs> I think it's ramekin. We're fasting for ramekin. <laughs> um, which is funny because these ramekins are filled with almond butter and that's what yours are i was gonna say that before you can keep crunching this is a little monologue i'll do okay let's um, face it we're gonna do one anyway <laughs> just let me know how much lemonade is in this arnold palmer today is it a sour drink is no. it <laughs> what if this is how i talk to you is it a sour is it an acrid 
kind of taste. Um, I was going to say that I started to move your little mic, your microphone on the little arm there over and it bumped into your enormous. Are we mad at each other? We're not. We're not. <laughs> Is the podcast like where we let it out? You're huge water bottle. It is so big. And I didn't know I had a problem with it. But then we start rolling and the real feels come out. But no, I. it's large and very tall. Hey, you like big, tall things. Uh, anyway. Tall glasses of water. And the arm of the microphone bumped into it and almost knocked it over. And I just wanted to say, for the record... That I am like a, I'm like a Victorian ninny when it comes to, when it comes. <laughs> when it comes to like startling, and I'm not even getting us into my sound trauma or all that well-trodden ground. I'm just saying completely separate. If things startle me, I, in one skittle. <laughs> is baked in like extreme shock. Oh, like yeah. I'm aghast. Yeah. And then I'm like angry. Yeah. That I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And it happens in point oh one. No exaggeration. It's so fast. But if you look at my face, it goes from like, like clutching my pearls, mm-hmm. cinching my <laughs> robe. Like, oh, <laughs> Oh, he, he drops the the pitcher of sangria, and then I'm like, immediately as we now we are in well trodden ground. But my protector comes out and is like, nobody's yeah, nobody's no gonna scare me. us. Yeah, but you know I what? was I yelped like a lady in the bath who was just too cold. <laughs> Victorian ninny. I'm a Victorian. <gasps> Ninny, um, and I wish. No, I don't well, mind. I don't mind you know being what? a Victorian ninny. I read something about. What do you want me to say? Okay, word for word, I can't remember. Okay, you're in but an interrogation it, room. <laughs> but I, uh, it was about. <laughs> Isn't it weird that? human beings will favor this uh, uh, instead of silence. Like silence is so uncomfortable. Yeah. We'll be like, you know, what's better. I know. Like or, just keep um, the voice going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maintain your share of the conversation. Yeah. What is, that, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Don't what is let that? them know that you're thinking of what you're saying. Cause how <laughs> like, embarrassing. Exactamundo in the prundo. But Part of I've, Italy, the prundo. I read that being easily startled is like a system, a symptom of er early childhood trauma. Oh, man. I know. Now we're in that old familiar shoe. And we don't have to go in the shoe, but I I just just want to say it is different. And it's interesting because you do have the sound trauma, which we've already covered, but you do have a startle. And with Brody, like when he startles you, that's when it's... And that's why it's so... And we're not... We're going to move on from this. I'm giving myself a 10-second limb on this Brody talk. But like, it's not just the noise. It's it's the... My response is so unsettling. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. And then I'm like... In swarms my ego to be like, that's that's not us. Because like... Mm -hmm. What was I saying? Like... I was telling somebody yesterday that like one of the only ways that I'm cool. Is that like we'll be sitting down to watch TV at the end of the day. And it's really just because we have a wonderful baby, a child, a five year old baby. You know, as long as I'm putting its shoes on. Oh, I know. Yeah, baby. She is a five-year-old baby. Not all five-year-olds are babies. Yeah, baby. We babied this one. Whoops-a-daisy. I always <laughs> I, just think... I was rocking her to sleep at one in the morning yeah, <laughs> last I night. I She's but a baby. I always just think like fractionally. You know, when I'm feeling a little caught up, tangled in the spider web of life, <laughs> I... D- I expected more. I, uh, I, I think fractionally. I'm and, I'm, and I'm just like, so much of Leela's life. And this is our trap. 
she'll be putting on her own shoes and she'll not be rocked and she won't all these things so i'm just like yeah yeah, it's fine it's fine and it is gonna work itself out i told you that um rabbi mordecai finley came on the pod this week and it was one of the greats just Mm -hmm. one of the greatest chats of my life Mm -hmm. and kind of interestingly i think is that like the first i'm gonna say 15 minutes i was like where are we where where is our connection where do we stand man literally i wanted to be like are you okay with me (laughs) how many times during every interaction do i want to just say that are you okay with me are you okay with me (laughs) buddy well you know it, it was an interesting for fans of the podcast which is people listening i hope it's interesting to see, we've all spent so much time together by now. We all kind of know, I consider the beginning of the podcast to be this like grab bag and the easiest part. Mm-hmm. We're both kind of excited. There's a riff dump. Mm-hmm. and But then, you know, they'll start saying something and not to overanalyze it, but they'll say something and I'll, and I'll throw something out and see if they kind of bite. You know, mm. like, oh, that's kind of like, like this. Yeah. And, and Rabbi Finley, again, keep in mind, I am now enamored with this person. So this isn't shit talk, but I would be kind of like, I think he said something about, it doesn't matter, but I kind of tried to tie it to like the collective unconscious or something. Mm. And he was like, not only not, not biting, but he'd kind of be like, no. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Just like a very, like almost litigious. Yeah. Like, sharp and he's a black belt what well what's that face (laughs) they can't see that face i know and they shouldn't see that face. you mean that's like a rabbinical style i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that's exactly the jewish tradition is going like yeah what does it say yeah let's discuss it let's Let's be clear let's debate i think that's a virtue and so i think you're in in fair 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 play to you was it us that we were was it us was it us Ah, uh, shoot. I'm not going to be able to think of it. I think it was, it was, um, never mind. <laughs> I can't really? think of it. I'm really? So sorry. Really? <laughs> oh, no. I got really? it. I got it. It was Jiminy Glick on. Uh, it's either Glick or Cricket. <laughs> if it's Glick, I'll click it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Jiminy's, it's either Glick or or. <laughs> Cricket. Cricket. And if and it's, if it's, Glick, Jim, if it's click Jiminy it. Glick, you know I'm gonna click it. <sighs> that was like uh, 1982 lame guy rap. It's his interview with with Larry David, and he's like just of course keeps talking about <laughs> Jews and like making anti-Semitic jokes. And then finally he says something about like I better whatever, or you'll sue me. And he's like, and and Larry David goes, okay, if you make one more anti-Semitic comment, I'm out of here. And he's like, okay, so I'll just pretend like your people aren't litigious. Wow. <laughs> litigious. So, yeah, that's why it made me think Whoa. of it. Whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe that is, it doesn't, let's move on. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving because on. Because what ended up happening was, and I, and I really think, it's worth, I'm going to listen to it because the question I want to plant in every listener's mind is when does it change? Because mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. And there's moments, I have different theories. Mm-hmm. At one point I say to Katie, I go, I'm going to have Katie notarize this next question because he was answering me so literally mm. and so kind of tight. Again, he's a black belt in jujitsu. He's a real alpha man mm-hmm. and i like alpha guys i i tend to yeah i'll go into the student role and that's and that's one of my theories too is this when i started kind of like mm-hmm. showing he said at one point talking about resistance and there's a hebrew word for it but this force that is pulling us in the wrong direction mm-hmm. that we all have inside of us and he said it it speaks in slogans it's quick it's smart but it is not wise. Mm-hmm. And I stopped him and I was like, oh my God, we need to like unpack that for like 45 minutes. That's mm-hmm. genius. And he was like, thank you. It took me a long time to come up with that. Meaning wisdom and like mm. perennial wisdom and like it, it can't combat that. So the only way to disarm 
that force mm. that might be stopping you from quitting the job or, or, or finding the love of your life or whatever it is. But yeah. we all know, I do, yeah. that there's something dragging us uh-huh. and the way to like get it to shut the F up is to give wisdom. It, it can't handle wisdom. Hmm. And I was like, that was great. And I think that might've been the moment. Wow. What's an example of it like speaking in slogans? That was interest- that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, it, you know, we had a long chat about that where it's like your, your inner resistance is a little bit like a politician and we'll, we'll say like quick and easy uh, to understand truths, truths. Which is like, if it's quick and easy, it's probably not very true. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, we didn't go this way, but I think we're talking about like, you know, life is short. Yeah. And so you eat a whole cake. YOLO. Yeah, yeah. YOLO, exactly. <laughs> yeah. YOLO is even easier. Yeah. And like, that's fine. But like he was just like such a, like a sculpture of a person. Mm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Just like immaculate. And I yeah. really enjoyed him. And he, we, this won't spoil anything. It's, it's, it's a must listen episode. Even if I tried to tell everybody every beat of it, I couldn't. Meaning I'm going to listen to it again. Right. But Leela has been really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which has been meaningful to me, having grown up with the with the TMNT. As I did known. too, and I loved them. So it is this with isn't me, me too. versus you. I know. No, I know, but I'm just saying for the record, I also feel the pull to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. she's into something cool that I was into, and, and I have yeah. a real like, I have this feeling. I don't know if I've ever articulated this to you, but I'm like, God knows the boys are out there mainlining this stuff i know and i don't want leela to be it's funny that we shelter her from putting her on her own shoes on but like there is some like coarse language or whatever like they might say shut up or this or that and i'm like yeah okay little drops little drips of this she's not seeing it in her three-dimensional life so we'll see it here because when i sometimes when leela plays with like not the cousins but the friends of the cousins Mm. it's just like wild feral boys running around and it's just insane yeah i'm like maybe you know put a little peanut butter in your baby's food every month for the first couple of years so they don't get a peanut allergy yeah like, let's so not she's have it be not shocking. just like clutching her pearls yeah exactly she comes across it like the french are with wine <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> so but you and i agreed that we were like i don't we we agreed we were mm-hmm. like this show's too much yeah and it's I actually the 2012 really, one. 2012. I like it too. We both like it. It's well done. I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. I think it's legitimately well animated, well yeah. made, well shot, all that stuff. But it's pretty violent. There's like guns. They cut away. They cut away. Yeah, there's laser guns. Yeah. There's laser guns. And um, as if that makes it not a gun. Which she and I had a conversation about that because I saw in the icon. I was like, what is he holding? And she was like, a gun. And I was like, yeah, I just, I don't love guns. I yeah. And she was like, but he's shooting a bad guy. And I was like, do you know, I said something about like, it wasn't handled. This isn't a story where I handled it beautifully. Mm. Like I was, I was wrestling with it in real time. And I was like, I just, I'm afraid if you see guns on TV, then if you see one in real life, you're going to think that you can touch it. And she's like, I won't. I'll never touch a gun. And I was like, Yeah. I, I, I understand. It was just so clumsy. I what? just don't know how to handle it. I think that was beautiful. You were honest. Yeah. You were just like, Look, the truth is, I don't want you to be desensitized to guns. She's not going to understand that. Yeah. And also, guns aren't here here's two things that are true guns aren't cool you know they're they kill people mm-hmm. and then there is this goes back to my boys girls thing or you could just say masculine leaning feminine leaning, whatever you want to say it's not a, it's not get yeah confused here um you know you give a lot of boys a stick they just turn it into a spear there's like a genetic i, 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 I again i i don't want to yeah i don't want to get step on anybody's toes well because we also don't know how much of it is nature and how much of it is you're absolutely right they're being exposed to. i'll add to that people that go around and being like you give boys sticks they turn them into spears 
Uh, I just don't know how we're going to get like clean data on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's really, really hard to get clean data yeah. on anything. That's actually one of the weirdest things about being alive is mm-hmm. like you and I started eating a little bit of meat. Uh, and when we were, we were like easing back into some chicken and stuff, mm. I remember saying to Ethan Supli, I was like, but what about the China study? There was the China study, which the the emperor of China a long time ago got cancer. And then he did a study of all of China. And he was like, where's the least amount of cancer? And they found that it was the people that were eating a, a mostly vegetarian diet. Mm. And they were like, oh, okay. Or like other health things as well, heart disease and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What do you What do you do about that?" Like Ethan eats like I think he eats something like twelve chicken breasts a day. Whoa! Because he's a he's a bodybuilder, you know. Right. And uh, like that's normal. I'm just saying that's why. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, but there's a lot of other factors." And I was like, right. "You know what's interesting is you can kind of always say that." Yeah. Like, what else were they doing? What was the air? What was the soil? What was their environment? Oh, yeah. Their emotional life. So it's not said enough, and I'm glad you're saying it, is that it's like, uh, how do we kind of know anything? We're doing our best guess on on a lot of stuff. And, and I, I, I know some people are probably like, that's not true. There's data, there's data, there's data. And there is. And then when you get in more subtle things, which is what we're coming to, like screen time mm-hmm. and Ninja Turtles. But what were you going to say? Well, dropping the meat thing, just in general, also. <laughs> the sound of a steak hitting the floor. <laughs> Uh, also in general, like it gets more complicated too by like who funded the study. Of course. Like that's constant, you know, we, you see that in like the staircase. It's like that, that's obviously a different situation, but it's like, oh, you can have, if it's on your side, you can have any expert. You're so right. Find the truth that's beneficial to your cause. Nothing is funnier to me. That's an exaggeration, but nothing is funnier. Then lawyers tucking their ties into their shirt with a mannequin (laughs) covered in fake blood and they're in a warehouse hitting it. (laughs) And that's their job, trying to recreate a blood spatter. Yeah. That is so funny to me. I know. It's it's kind of, we could say it's darling or pathetic. Yeah. And it is. And basically what's so annoying about lawyers is that they blow holes in the provability of any idea. Right. She could have done this. You don't know whoever hit them didn't hit them behind their back while kicking the table. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's like, almost like the mob. Yeah. It's like you didn't see it. You I know. didn't see it. I fell. And this guy had a gun pointed at himself and he was scared when he saw me fall and he shot himself. Right. Like prove that didn't happen. Right. And that's what they're doing. And that's deeply funny. Mm-hmm. To that end, it's like, clickbait like headlines like the story and i'm not saying you and i have experiential knowledge that like looking at our screens makes us unhappy and i i'm the first to be like comparison yeah compare and despair as they say Mm -hmm. in the program (laughs) which i'm not in the program but i I absorb (laughs) a lot of it compare and despair is a big one so instagram is just the compare and despair Mm -hmm. machine Mm mm-hmm um, so it makes you depressed, makes you anxious. It's also just overstimulating. I get it. I, I have that experience. But when it comes to like, I want to. I actually want to make this point again. We were talking about how parents will want to protect their children from the evils of the world by limiting their ability to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But then the same parents will kind of virtue signal to other parents mm. who maybe are letting their kids watch Ninja Turtles because they're so tired. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, well, we don't, we don't do that. And that's the same type of violence, micro-violence, that they're trying to protect their kids from. So it's coming, come in again through the back door. Yeah. I've made that point before, but here's an, another level to it. And me pointing that out and my difference between me and these parents is another type of microviolence. Oh, yeah, totally. Meaning, when I say microviolence, I don't even mean it's something we need to stop. No. It's, I'm saying it's what's for dinner. It's yeah. what's going around. <laughs> microviolence. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> microviolence. The dude abides. <laughs> I could have his job. Yeah, that was really good. It was very good. It was very good. It was very good. <laughs> That's like one of the most... High-paid voiceover guys. I know. I can do it. Whoa! Yeah, just give me the job. 
I've never seen you do Sam Elliott. It's I fun like that it. we have a new thing to do in bed. <laughs> I was <laughs> just going to say, but bring it to the bedroom. I bet he has a thin... Okay, let's move on. <laughs> what if he just has another mustache thin. for his pubis? <laughs> his pubis is the same exact cut. Pubis. Pubis and theses are two words that, that I enjoy saying. Um, anyway, to the punchline. Yeah, to the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, That's yeah. what I was, I was going to bring it back to that. It was just kind of like what... Uh, I almost said father. What Rabbi Finley said was parents, and I think this is just true for all peoples Mm -hmm. in every realm of our lives, very helpful to ask, what is your goal? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you might, I I was like, well, you know, to teach Leela to, that the real world is more interesting than the iPad. And he's like, but it's not, it's not, she she wants to watch the iPad. He's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, she just wants to watch it. Uh, And then he goes, isn't, your goal really isn't a bigger goal <laughs> mm-hmm. to have Leela be the sort of person that will come to you when she needs help. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And look, I've thought about this episode a lot since we've since I recorded it. And I can kind of find counter arguments yeah. more than yeah. I could in the moment. So I do think it's a middle way for sure. Yeah. It's a balance. But I like the energy he's bringing to it, which is he ta- told a story about parents who are frustrated that their kids are playing video games. Mm-hmm. And he said, what game are they playing? Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't know. He's always trying to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. But, and he goes, so wait, your son is like passionate about something mm-hmm. and is always trying to include you in it. And you don't even know what the game is. Yeah. And he was talking about people, you and I, look, when I'm angry, I like watching John Wick movies. Like I come mm-hmm. home after a visit and there's just all of this like visiting ugh. your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blockage. They can really only for me privately be sort of cleared by watching the most decisive let's get these zombies out of the attic. Bang bang boom. And yeah. it has to be sensationalized enough so nobody wants to see someone actually getting shot but you know bye bye boo and it's fun <laughs> and it's like a it's like an elegant dance mm. in beautiful suits mm-hmm. and it's a little silly but it helps me kind of move the the clog along so too brand is for me now so so too <laughs> love that that's just become the catchphrase of this podcast me now. too and that could be true we have our uh-huh. catchphrases yeah Leela is trying to and i know there's a million takes on this but Leela is trying to what did he say conceptualize her potential for violence yeah so she feel it's like what do you do with the mad that you feel yeah and watching anyway you're gonna have to listen to it but he he was like let your kid watch Ninja Turtles and it was so fun you would have thought a million to one this would be the guy that would be like take the iPad and put it in the garbage disposal yeah and tell them to go outside and rake and earn their keep. Like you would yeah. think with that. He was like, no, you sit down with the kid and you go, look, I think you want to pass the fifth grade, right? So what do you need to do to pass the fifth grade or sixth grade, whatever? Can we agree that that's important to do? Yeah. Okay, so how much time do you need to do your homework? This. Can we agree that a good night's rest is important? Like yeah. you need rest. So how much of your day needs to be sleep? Okay. And then strategize with them how to get the most whatever, call of duty time that they can have. And then you do have a kid who, and this is definitely something I didn't realize or I didn't put it this way, but my goal, and I know your, yours too, is to have Leela know that there are things that, are, that we have to kind of put a kibosh on. But for the most part, if there's something she's into yeah. uh, and interested in, you know, I know. You, you understand what I'm saying. I do. We want her to I, come to us and be like, oh, you're the guy that helped me watch Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I know that. Even as I'm saying this, I, I could have easily been persuaded to be like, those images lead to the. But I also have my own experiential knowledge where I'm like, I was watching way worse. I know. You know. But also, we don't have great nervous systems. So, you and I? Yeah. <gasps> and who knows if it's how how much what we saw i was see this is where i get funky yeah because i was scared 
as a child so badly for so long. Like I couldn't go to sleep. I was so scared. And it was like every scary thing I had ever seen, all those images would flood my head at night. And they still, I still am like that. That's why I can't watch stuff, like scary stuff. And I don't know if, I don't think what I watched was the only factor. And maybe it wasn't. It was just like, I was going to be scared anyway because I was living in a reality where there was a devil and demons and people who had had experiences with demons and like that was being talked about. So that was going to happen anyway. But then like I did have the ammunition and like you taught me from the four agreements or no, not the four agreements, the four agreements of television, the four seasons, Uh, uh, the four arguments, arguments against television is like those images never leave your brain. Well, because they were made in your brain, but you could unpack that. Yeah. But also, and I'm not arguing against this. I actually do like the general sentiment of like, in general, if they're interested in something be this is like a dr becky kennedy thing too who i really love and i've been turning to a lot for answers is like in every situation sit like next to your child as opposed to across the table from your child meaning don't set up a situation where it's you trying to convince them of something and them trying to convince you of something Mm. like sit on their side establish that you're on their side right. and like figure it out together. I hear that. So I'm totally on board with that. The like, He also said like, talk to them, be like, is that scary? Do you like being scared? Yeah. And which we do. We yeah. were naturally doing that, yeah. I think. And so I showed her after you told me about that episode. I mean, yeah, about that interview. I let her watch Ninja Turtles. And then like, I even showed her the trailer to Coraline because yeah, like love. my niece and nephew love <laughs> Coraline. She loves um, Nightmare Before Christmas. But you know, like it's like Coraline goes through the portal and then her she like Gets sees her mom and her mom has button eyes and is like acting oh, no, really disturbing. weird. Yeah, it's and I was just like, you know, do you, as she was watching the trailer, I was like, what do you think of this? And she was like, I can't take my eyes off of it. She's like, I I like it so much. And I was like, yeah, I thought you would, you know, and and like. Have you watched it with her yet? But we didn't watch the movie. But last night she had a nightmare. That was part of the reason why I was up with her. And this morning she told me I had the scariest dream where there were lots of you, but you had a really creepy face. Yeah. Coraline. Yeah. And I was like, that got in there. And I was like, do you think it's because we watched that? With the button but, face, you know, this is an interesting question. We, we, I gotta have Carl Young on the podcast, but it's like, is he alive? <laughs> he's been long dead, Bell. That was a that was a hot riff. Because these things, I it, look. Here's my theory: these energies are in us, and they crave expression. Yeah. So you see them, and even when they scare you, and in, even when you dream about them. They took root because you needed them. You needed these symbols yeah. for her anger and her sadness and her frustration. Totally. I watched Leela in gymnastics yesterday. There were just moments, you know, you're her dad. And she's standing up going like, I want to go again. I want to go again. And like, just no one acknowledged her. And I was like, mm. that's hard. Yeah. Like, but she's got to go through those. No, I know. Yeah. But that energy is in her. And then yeah. it might come out as, you know, do you want to? pound some clay or bang the piano as Mr. Rogers would say. <laughs> yeah. But like, so they're in there. I don't know if we're putting them in there or if we're finding their mates. I agree. You know? Like some sort of resonance. No, I'm totally with I you. I don't think it would be interesting if you were like, that's just something. That's just a woman with button eyes. Unless you go, I know the woman with button eyes and she is I. Yeah. And my brother and I talked about it because they their kids they let their kids like watch a lot of you know like air quote scary things that we would have never been allowed to watch yeah and Derek was like it's (laughs) Derek my brother was like it's really interesting to like think about like we just didn't we weren't allowed to watch anything that was basically like macabre 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 um 
because we just it was like that's too dark that's scary that's probably like satanic even yeah and so but there is like a an appreciation of the dark side of things and letting that's it dance kind and of jig a little and bit. good yeah a lot of the people i know that love horror movies and stuff are sweeties and oh, a lot yeah. of the comics i know that do very dark comedy are sweeties mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i'm saying yeah. i also don't know if there's a way around it meaning I never saw Gremlins. I still haven't seen Gremlins. No, me I'm not either. interested, to be honest. No. And I know a lot of people are getting mad at me. I know. But this, I file it under Goonies, Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, Diet Mountain Dew, Regular Mountain Dew, <laughs> cigarettes, massage chairs, bug zappers, just kind of trash. <laughs> trash Diet stuff. Diet Mountain Dew, Regular Mountain Dew. Foot baths, uh, cigarettes oh on the God. porch, ashtrays, <laughs> tab, the soda tab. Uh, okay, yeah, I, we I, get it. We get it. You're a snob. Horror movies, Little Caesars, pizza. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but not... but Gremlins always just uh, Gremlins always seemed a little um, mm-hmm. just too far from too far afield, too on the nose. Yeah, I guess <laughs> too on the nose. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't see it. But then I would have nightmares that I was going to see it. I know I've said this on the podcast huh. before. So the nightmare wasn't Gremlins. It was just that I'm in the theater and Gremlins is playing. And I knew what a Gremlin lo- looked like. Yeah. And uh, that was enough. So like. There is also, you know. Safe scared. It might be a nice thing. I don't know. That's true. But also what my therapist has told me about my own like what i let myself watch yeah she's like you're there's a level like you just are dissociated when you're watching tv and that's okay but you are not in your body you rarely are in your body when you're watching tv so you're dissociating not porn and then your nervous system is reacting if you're a but maybe only if you're a highly sensitive person or especially if you're a highly sensitive person your nervous system is reacting to what you're seeing as if it's reality. Yeah. And so it's a little bit wreaking havoc, but that's like why it's kind of fun because yeah, you're like, what, yeah. what is the, what are the qualities of that havoc? And I, and you, you and I will never know. Yeah. I just see it as kind of like a spiky Indiana Jones boulder that rolls through us. Mm. And I think there is some negative. Yeah. No, any, anyone having this conversation would be dumb to be like, there's no negative to yeah. seeing Freddy Krueger. There is. Yeah. But I wonder if it's a net positive that there's mm. also just like, a, I know it. Like Leela goes, I like Shredder. And I was like, yeah, bad yeah, guys she, are fun. And she changes the words to from the bad guys, bad guys win, win to the good guys lose in the theme song. Yeah, that's what she changes. Which she thinks is so funny. Well, I want to talk about the tricky. I think have we talked about the tricky people thing. Uh-uh. Anyway, two things. One is I thought I had to white glove it and be like, Leela. So they say don't look, don't teach stranger danger anymore because you, you say look out for tricky people because often the people that abuse people are someone you know. Uh, or a friend of a friend or a family member or whatever. Interesting. So you you know this. So you you teach Leela tricky people. Mm. And I was like, some people will um, want you to keep a secret, never keep a secret from yeah. mom and data. Yeah. And, you know, they might touch you and all this stuff. You have to like say it. Yeah. And then I'm being very delicate. And then Leela goes... Yeah, because they might steal you and put you in a cage. And I was like, oh, wow. So she, I don't know where she got, she's certainly not watching that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is I'm like. But she might have seen. She sees cages and I don't know if she. Or she might have seen like April O'Neil get stolen and put into a cage or something. Like. Could be. Any little thing. Yeah, that show can be a little. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say was um, (laughs) we were at the zoo I, I don't think I'll do this as a bit because it's a little too... I don't want to shame anybody, but like there was a woman and she had on her legs, all over her legs, the most realistic horror portraits I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Fred, Frederick Krueger, Jason without the mask, you know, like just mm. like... And like, you know how you sometimes get like a photo realistic image of your daughter on your calf? Yeah. It was that, but it was like Chucky drooling blood. Yeah. It was like, cool choice in your 20s. And now they're parents. <laughs> so this like tattoo couple now have a baby boy and he's crying and like clinging to his mom's legs. And I'm like, ain't no shelter there, baby. <laughs> also, when that baby came out, legs in stirrups, first thing you see is like, welcome. <laughs> 
to hell. Like fucking it's, crazy. It is interesting. I, yeah. But that is my mother's voice. My mom, if she had seen that, oh, for would sure. have been like, wear pants. That is outrageous. Like, yeah. Uh, and I do want to. Can you imagine? Oh my God, she definitely would. You should wear long pants. You're scaring the children. <laughs> I wonder, like, even in general, people who love horror f- films. Joe DeRosa. I'm just so interested in what makes Joe DeRosa their tick. experience is, and it really makes. Because also, actually, my brother does like horror films, and he is very much like me, where like anxiety is like the main issue and you know yeah. you know what i mean like it's not no, like depression or like whatever it's like we there's He's not anxiety. a simple simon that's just kind of like i'm white bread and i feel nothing and i need to feel something yeah he's feeling a lot he's feeling a lot and like and but he it help it suits him to like yeah, climb into his fear in that way so much noise there's no noise but i also wonder and i know women like horror films too but to a certain degree i'm like is this a male thing because we're worried all like women just walk around worried that half the population will murder them yeah so we're living in a horror film yeah and then i remember seeing somewhere that like the female fantasy is usually like converting or like changing a monster like like female porn is often like there's like a dangerous fellow. Well, there fellow. was conditioning for that too. It was the angel in the house thing in like the Victorian era. And that's like what Beauty and the Beast is. Yeah, exactly. It's you like, want to tame the beast. Yeah. And yeah, we'll never know how much was conditioning and how much was a different kind of condi- conditioning, which is genetic or whatever it might be. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It's, it's in the mix. Yeah. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. And I just, I, I yeah, I, I think it's, I guess I do kind of understand it because when I'm watching the times that I've watched a horror film with friends, like in a theater, it's so fun. It's like being on a roller coaster, but I don't understand why I and not others like then go home and lay in bed at night and think about those images for a year. Yeah, me too. And I don't know how other people don't. They just leave it like they're able to just be like, it's not real. That's That's right. I mean, would have to ask them because I'm like you. I'll replay it. I do think there's something about look at it. Like, look at me. Yeah. That's the Joker. But like, there is so much denial and a horror movie couldn't be more opposite from Coco Melon. Right. And that that has this like, please be honest. Don't gaslight me. Yeah. I'm eating murder. That's smart. Women bleed. I'm not trying to be funny. Have menstruation. Yeah. That's death coming out of them. You know, an an unused egg, I suppose. But like blood. Yeah. Um, There's just so much gaslighting. And some people go to Disneyland and it makes them sick to their stomach. I was going to say, it probably is like, maybe that's creepier. It's like Coraline's button mom being like, hello, sweetie. You know, like. Well, think about Disneyland. I do. I do all the time. You go. And again, Leela eats chicken as well. Mm -hmm. So we go and we feed her something at Disneyland that I'm like, this thing had a fucking horrible life. Yeah. It was raised for slaughter mm. and it was it was never named. Seems okay. like a poem. This chicken was never named. And uh breaded and fried and fed to a baby while she's in line for the little mermaid ride. Like there is something very David Lynch like look at it. And and I've been talking a lot about this lately as my like I was saying with the ego, like let's look at the micro-violence of the ego. Mm-hmm. You, I, I would rather just call it violence because micro-violence, as I'm saying, like even the small violence counts. I'm just saying violence is violence. That's yeah. full stop. Yeah. Look at it. That's, that's what A Course in Miracles asks us to do. I don't think A Course in Miracles is asking us to watch horror movies. I think it's sort of asking us to wake up to the horror movie that we're in. <laughs> The status, the status plays, the have and the have not, the killer be killed and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, just to kind of cut you off at the past, not to cut you off, but to know that you know that I understand you, on that stage of 
ones and zeros and push and pull and winners and losers and up and down. There's indescribable beauty. I'm so with you. I Yeah, I just, I'm more and more, I'm just like, there's both. There's horrendous travesties and tragedies yeah. and injustices and so much suffering. And there's unspeakable beauty and a thousand gorgeous moments yeah. between people a day. And life is both light and dark. And any anything that tells you that it's only one of them isn't really to be trusted. No, I and I I don't think it is. But no, I don't think it is either. I I want to be clear about I that. I did get I a little flustered. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would I would worry I if you thought that. I was studying a thought system that is just this is bullshit. Yeah. No, I don't think it is. There either. are reflections of God's love, but there's something interesting, man. I could talk about this forever. Because I don't know. I, I really don't know if I'm just a worse person than you. No, uh, no there's no way that's true. Hear me out. Or if I, the other one is self-serving is me saying, or if I'm just more in touch with my shadow. Oh, I've done the work. Mm. But like when I'm at the park and Leela and her little friends and we say we're going to go get ice cream, I see violence because mm. I, and I'm aware of my own intention I don't necessarily say it for the other kids to hear. Here's a better example that makes me less on the hook. I'm not saying to other kids who aren't going to get ice cream, we're going to go get ice cream. Mm. But if someone says, a little kid will often brag, mm -hmm. ego, to Leela, we're going to go get ice cream. Mm -hmm. And Leela will be sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, <laughs> we're getting ice cream. <laughs> and it's okay. I'm not saying it's wrong or evil. Yeah. I'm saying it's what's for dinner. <laughs> And I had a very interesting conversation yesterday with Jamie about how now that we are eating some meat, there's something about a little bit more honest for me, meaning like I, I'm, I'm not opting out and saying like, you guys are all over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I also thought it was interesting that like, we should go to the break. We're already at 42 minutes. But like, I do think it's funny that like, even vegans will kill a parade of ants. And I know as a former vegan that that's an annoying argument. Yeah. But where do you draw the line? And I don't think the solution is to include ants. Mm. Because that's what's for dinner. <laughs> I know. But like you harvest almonds, you're killing bunnies. And and what about the workers that were, that their lives were being sacrificed with long hours. Yeah. And it might be migrant workers and all this sort of stuff. There's so much violence and really the issue isn't meat or not meat although i think veganism is a beautiful and virtuous choice i do mm -hmm. i don't think that's really getting to the core of it the issue and this is very course in miracles is your mind mm -hmm. like what do you believe mm -hmm. and and do you can you convert how you're seeing the world and and if you don't eat meat and then use that for violence to make other people feel bad it's the same, you know, it's right. like nothing is really being yes. evened out. We've yeah. just changed where the murder's happening. Sure. I'm eating tofu. I didn't kill the chicken, but I'm killing you. I'm making you suffer right now to I, hear about it. Yeah. I can also understand on the objective level, the chicken didn't die potentially. Mm. You'd have to, you know, that's economics. I can't get into whether or not they spare a chicken because there's a vegan. But like, there's something where it's the horror thing. It's through, not around. It's what we're always talking about. Yeah. I would, 10 years ago, I never would have been like, if someone says to Leela, we're getting ice cream, that there's a flamethrower in me that goes, we're going to get two ice creams because yeah. fuck you. <laughs> but there is. And that voice is not me. Yeah. That's so important. That's right. But I let it, I let it speak mm. so I can identify that the issue isn't meat or ice cream, or, or, or virtue signaling. There's just a flawed thought system going on. Leo Tolstoy said, as long as we have battlefields, we'll have slaughterhouses, right? Mm. No, as long as we have slaughterhouses, we'll have battlefields. Mm. And I would flip it and say, also true, as long as we have battlefields, we'll have slaughterhouses, mm. because that's what's for dinner. I'm sorry to keep saying that. <laughs> but because the fundamental us versus them, kill or be killed, win or lose, zero sum, uh, we're all three meals away from, you know, mm. <laughs> Armageddon. Mm -hmm. 
is what's going on here and the way to the way I, I don't know how to say this without being like the way to enlightenment or something like that but the way to wake up from it wake up from it is through it, it I, i'm finding not around where whereas in the past i'd be like oh i don't i don't care if, if that it's like no there's a part of me that's like fucking on fire oh yeah i and think he or it is not running the show yeah and neither is pete and neither is pete's good side his nice side you know mm. what i mean i'm killing you killing you with kindness that is the best example of what I'm talking about. Hmm. Killing you with kindness. That hmm. is A Course in Miracles in a nutshell, hmm. is we say kill them with kindness. Hmm. You can still achieve your violent goals hmm. and you'll look virtuous. Hmm. Welcome to the ego's thought system. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, go to the mid-rolls and then I have a lot to say. <laughs> Man, I got to do more cocaine. This has been a great episode. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a little bit more. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back in two minutes. <laughs> this episode is brought to us by our friends at BetterHelp. I don't know about you guys, but the holiday season every single year, if you listen to the show, you know this, is a difficult time for me. Something about it. Memories, feelings, all this stuff comes up that is very, very complicated. It can make me sad. It can make me stressed. And that's not unusual. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. And take it from me, therapy can be a bright spot amidst all of this stress and this change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel more grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I, in my personal life, and Val as well, we have both benefited so much from talk therapy. It's magical, meaning it's greater than the sum of its parts. It seems like just two people in a room talking, but there's something in the human condition that benefits from it so, so deeply. Whether you need to set boundaries, coping skills, if you need to find a, a version of your best self to strive for, having a therapist in your corner to guide you and to help you is huge. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for everyday stuff. I got into therapy because I didn't know how to lovingly and compassionately end a relationship and put up boundaries with my family. And it's made a world of difference. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Couldn't be easier. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed, licensed, therapist and you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge so find the bright spot this season with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash weirdo today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better h-e-l-p.com slash weirdo support yourself support this show also, it is brought to us by our friends at Next Evo, which is a huge partner in my own stress coping strategy and my sleep coping strategy, meaning before I even get into this, so many people say when they want to try CBD that they didn't feel it, uh, they don't know how much to take. And Next Evo is the only company that I've worked with that have actually figured this out. You start absorbing these gummies in just 10 minutes. So you know within 10 minutes how you feel, whether you need more, and you can dial it in just right. It is called SmartSorb technology. It gets into your body. CBD only works if it gets into your body and only Nexevo has that proven all natural gummies that absorb four times better than most oil-based products with that smart smart sorb technology so transitioning from these lazy days in the summer to the crazy fall schedule can make uh, your wellness routine getting back on track feel impossible but you can sleep great and stress less by upgrading your cbd as i said regular cbd oil doesn't mix well with your water-based body but next evo naturals are clinically proven to help your body absorb four times better than oil so when you need to de-stress or sleep better this fall reach for the fast-acting cbd products from next evo as you guys know i love their stress formula the stress gummies uh, are incredible. They're mixed with ashwagandha, which is a, helps you cope with stress, ease into a, a feeling of well-being in your body and relaxation. Mixing with the CBD, it is absolutely, absolutely a game changer, and they work 
fast. So their stress gummies are incredible and their sleep gummies are also incredible. So try both. Why not? Stress and sleep, two things we need to dial in. Get more Z's and more Zen in your life. Upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code WEIRD to get 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com and use promo code WEIRD. We're back. Um, yeah, that is really, that does help me understand it. And I'm, I totally agree with you that. Well, you'd better, going, or that's violent. <laughs> that Sorry. going through is the only way. I just also think there, I, I think you can go through with kindness. That is true kindness to the part of you that wants to kill. Mm. Like, all right, yeah, you oh, have, kindness to the. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. forgive it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You yeah. don't condemn it or dissociate even from it. You mm-hmm. go, that's it. It's okay. You don't even have to give it weight. You can just be like, yeah, that voice in there. That's, we get two ice creams. Yeah, there's that voice. What is I forgiveness that? except saying nothing is happening? Yeah, that's, just, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, or it, or say, just being like that doesn't. I don't have to put that much weight on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can't be underwater and you separate yourself from you just go it, it, it's what's it's what's happening it's okay yeah, yeah. And i'm not going to give myself a hard time about it there's another altitude we can fly at and strive that's what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good thing to be vegan mm-hmm. uh if you'd like um well i, I want to forgiving it yeah i want to go back to the you know, that's a great I'm, idea. Rever- I was just going to say I did reverse cocaine, a sleep supplement called reverse cocaine, and you <laughs> snort it and it makes you go to sleep. <laughs> Cocazies or something. Yeah. yeah. Co- co- the first snortable nighttime supplement. <laughs> go ahead. Um, Inane Coke. No, I can't think of it. I was trying to do like a slow cane. Slow cane. There you go. Slow cane. Um, our friend Chris is very like even more well, representative of this. Goes, I believe this, this is a hell realm. Yeah, and he told me once he was like, "But it's good news that it's a hell realm because that means there are other realms." And this is like he—it's like this is what I mean. There's light and dark in this world, and some people take way more comfort in really looking at the dark, leaning into the dark, seeing the horror films, films, saying this is a hell realm, really believing that. Like, he truly takes more comfort in that than going to Disneyland, seeing the Disneyland of it all. Yeah. Which is great. Like, it takes all types. And I'm so... And he... it's, It's been a valuable contribution to me, to my life, to have him as a friend. Um... And what you're saying about the like, when you said, I'm not sure if you're a better person or I'm just more in touch with my shadow, there is a degree for sure. <laughs> I am a better person. <laughs> um, there's a degree for sure of fear, like where I'm, I've, ex- I've experienced such darkness that I felt like I couldn't climb myself out of that I'm like, don't lean into the darkness because then you might not come out. And I'm so so drawn to you, you know what I mean? Like I love your levels and they balance and, and, you know, complement my levels. Sure. And I thank you. And I think that there, you know, I don't think that I'm, I think this is growth for me or change. I don't know if it's growth, but there was a time when I was like, that won't do. That means that I should climb into the darkness, that I should force myself in there because I'm afraid of it. And, you know, that I can't be afraid. Like, yeah. But I also think I have a healthy degree of, I know the darkness is there. Sometimes it comes and I can't avoid it. But there is light and dark. And so I will be an ambassador for the light. Well, I just will. That's Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis said to Judd, he goes, there's good guys and bad guys, which he was a very profound thinker. So mm-hmm. he, he didn't mean it as black and white. But mm-hmm. for a, a quote, he goes, there's good guys and bad guys. Just be a good guy. Yeah. It's that obvious if, yeah. if there's one or the other. And by the way, 
for how I am, the Arnold Palmer that I am, mm-hmm. I can forgive that, meaning allow it, mm-hmm. work with it. You know, I think that doesn't mean I go around and do violence. Yeah. And you, you're more lemonade, you know, sweeter. Mm. I know I used that analogy over there for bitter, <laughs> but you're a sweeter drink and you can allow that. This, this is very like, if I were you, I'd be you. Yeah. And if, and I like saying that, but I also like saying, if I were me, I'd be me. Mm-hmm. And I have those levels and I belong and I contribute and, and that's okay. I'm doing what I do. Yeah. It also does tie to like, I'm so obsessed with you. We've been real in love lately. <laughs> We're always in love. But like, <laughs> I do think the whole 30 thing has been like cleaning me up in a mm. certain way. Whole 30 is no dairy, no grains, no legumes, which sucks because I can't eat peanut butter. I love it. Yeah. No sugar and no... I think that's it. I think it's five things. We're forgetting one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Um, but the correlation between what you're eating and how you're feeling mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah. Of one course. of the first things when I looked at ex vegan uh, chat groups was that they were like, they started eating meat, and a lot of people reported that it was grounding them and making them feel less anxious. I don't know if that's what it is, but like I do now have a more clear understanding of like what I eat and how I feel, not just like how I feel like with the food as energy, but like do I have anxiety, depression, et cetera. Yeah, both of us. I've been a lot more even. Both of us have been a lot more even. And I don't know if that's the meat or it's just not having. Sugar really affects your hormones. I think it's the sugar and the dairy, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Cause I, yeah, where I just keep, I keep having moments where I'm like, wait, am I gonna, am I okay? And I just like am. <laughs> I know as, just, okay. as much as I was, I haven't been doing as much cardio as I usually was doing. Remember how I was so like, this is the solution. This is the solution. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sure in a couple of months I'll be saying that again. Yeah. We all know what we should be doing. Yes. We just rarely have time to do all of it well when you're doing such an extreme dietary thing it's hard for me to also yeah like i just have a threshold maybe that's my resistance but i have a threshold for excellence and it's low <laughs> yeah. i can't be immaculate Thank god yeah it would be so hard to live with you if you were immaculate in that way i i think that's can be compulsive even i don't know i'm yeah. just speaking for me so usually if i'm really if i'm not eating fucking bread and sugar yeah or cheese or any of that i'm not i'm not also gonna go for a 90 minute bike ride you know it's just not gonna happen yeah but it has been really interesting i i i can't and i'm doing it on top of the the fasting like i'm fasting today and i i have to say that combo has been really great for me yeah we're 20 days in basically we're 19 days yeah we're supposed to be in that really fucking rocking time and i think maybe we are yeah I haven't really noticed like a turbo boost, but I have progressively started feeling better and better. I will say I get up out of bed a lot easier. Mm. Like I just, it's been a long time since I don't just sleep until the alarm. Yeah. Because I know, now we're just talking, but I love it. Meaning I don't feel like I'm podcasting as much, (laughs) but like (laughs) I know one of the great keys to my next phase of life is to get up before you guys more consistently. Mm. Because Leela, okay, so it's like point, case in point, it's almost two o'clock now, which means after this, we're going to go get Leela. And then the, that's the rest of the day. And that's how I want it. That's yeah. what it is. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> but the, this time goes by so quickly. I'm writing a script right now. Uh, virtue signal, <laughs> violence. Um, and I love that. But like I get up and I, I get like two hours after like everything's done, my morning routine, my blah, blah, blah. Then I get two hours to work. And then the rest of the day, I'm kind of like fighting for time. And I'm like, if you just got up at six, you'd have another 90 minutes. You could do all that work. You know, it's the same old thing that I always say. I haven't replied to an email in eight months. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I like that I get up with more energy in the morning. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's hard to know if I have more energy because I've been up with Leela in the night. Yeah, you're getting Because she's starting to want to sleep in her own bed, which is really hard because I was all for it until I realized it results in her like screaming out for me every night at midnight. Yeah. 
And then I run down the hall and then I sleep the rest of the night in her bed. And after she falls back asleep because she's so excited you're there. Yeah, which takes usually about an hour. You need some slow cane. I need slow cane. But I also just don't know what to do. Like truly, if anybody has a five-year-old that they've successfully sleep trained, because now it's she's so old. There's no like, there's no way to do it that I know of. I know you don't. I'm the more rested of the two. Look, we we do our shifts, but right now for like the past year, it seems Leela's been like mom or nothing. Yeah. And she'll just say that to me. I'll be like, can dad, I get up? Or no, or <laughs> rock you. It's like, no. So it's a place of privilege, sleep privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other white, white sheet privilege. It <laughs> sounds like clan. I just meant sleepy. Yeah, um, <laughs> sleepy. I'm over here going like, it will work itself out. I'm just like, it will. It will. She'll get more interested in having her own room, more play dates, more friends, more peer pressure. And also her desire for privacy is just going to slowly click, 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 click up. And she's not going to want to. But how long? A year? Like how much longer can I do this? Or she'll just get better at sleeping with us so she won't be like as crowding on you and that won't be as big of a deal. Now we are just talking. Yeah, but I also do want to be aware of like, like my therapist was like, you know, when you get into a state where one parent, she's like some families, it's like one parent sleeps with the child for so long and they develop this sort of codependent intimate relationship and it sort of communicates that like that is the relationship of the household mm. above the marriage. Mm. And I just don't want to get into that state either. It's only been Why like not? four nights, but I'm, I'm so tired. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Welcome to hell. <laughs> welcome to a hell realm. No, welcome to parenting. I'm so with you. Yeah. All uh, right. let, let's close on this observation. I end most days. I just wrote this down. I end most days thinking I can't wait for tomorrow's coffee. It's like such a little sunrise. Oh, yeah. And I love being addicted to coffee. So I wrote this down. I probably said it on this podcast before, but I was like, I think it might be a bit, which is like, I love being addicted to coffee. People say, don't get addicted to coffee. And I'm like, why not? It's everywhere. Not only are there coffee places everywhere. Right. People just give it to you. Yeah. Go to church. They give you free coffee. Yeah. If you're accused of murder and they bring you into an interrogation room, they bring you a cup of coffee. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead an and addiction get addicted is to only it an issue if you, you can't, can't find, find it. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's Believe great. Believe You'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find it and you'll love it. OJ Simpson was handcuffed and he was like, pretty good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think there's something there. All right. Uh, well, right. I thought it was done, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> keep working on it. I think there's... Keep, keep working on it. <laughs> and keep it crispy. 